Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, the latest on the controversial Enbridge 3 pipeline, the Vikings' new training facility in Egan, and new state fair foods. But first... We want Trump! We want Trump! We want Trump! Supporters of the president arrived plenty early at Amsoil Arena in Duluth Wednesday for the commander-in-chief's first visit to Minnesota since winning the 2016 election. Randall from Lakefield and his group of so-called front-row Joes got in line at the arena a full day early. Randall said he'd been to 33 Trump rallies around the country, calling each one a Trump love fest. We are coming here to hear our president speak directly to us as his supporters, but we as his supporters are going to give him vibes back that we're strong and we're standing with our president. He comes to fire us up and then he gets fired up from us. There were, however, many in Duluth who did not consider it a love fest, including Tracy from Minnetonka. I don't think he's a good man. I think he lies all the time, which is what my sign says. I don't agree with his immigration policies. I, I don't agree with his trade policies. I don't, you know, it. The list goes on. Before making his way to the rally, the president highlighted his actions to curtail foreign steel dumping in a roundtable with elected officials and business leaders in Duluth. They were dumping steel into our country, like dumping it, dumping it, dumping it. And people said, oh, that's terrible. But where it's really terrible is after you lose all your steel industry and after you lose all your aluminum industry, then they set any price they want because you're gone. Also before his visit to Duluth, President Trump made headlines by signing an executive order that would end the separation of children from their parents after they're detained for illegally crossing the border. Minnesota DFL Party Chairman Ken Martin said it was, quote, a shame that we're even at this point. doesn't excuse the trauma that has already been inflicted upon thousands of children and thousands of families. This is wrong. Republican candidate for Governor Jeff Johnson responded the president. He is trying to do what most Americans want, which is secure the southern border. Unfortunately, this has become a, a terrible distraction. And again, nobody wants to see what's happening down there. So if they can solve the problem, I think that's great. Before the president took the stage, Republican state senator and candidate for U.S. Senate Karen Housley fired up the assembled crowd. Liberal media keeps talking about some blue wave. Then came the moment his supporters had been waiting for. The President of the United States, Donald J. Trump! President Trump greeted the enthusiastic crowd with a gentle poke. I hate to bring this up, but we came this close to winning the state of Minnesota. And in two and a half years, it's going to be really easy, I think. Trump focused on a variety of topics at the rally, including the booming economy, securing the country's borders. Democrats don't care about the impact of uncontrolled migration on your communities, your schools, your hospitals, your jobs or your safety. Democrats put illegal immigrants before they put American citizens. What the hell is going on? The president talked denuclearization and a partnership with Kim Jong-un. And the fact that we do get along means we're safe, 
I'm not saying things can't happen, things go wrong, mistakes are made, relationships get broken. But right now, you are so safe. Trump also took a moment to focus on a protester who was escorted out of the building. Was that a man or a woman? Because he needs a haircut more than I do. And the president, as he often has, talked crowd size and media bias. You know, I was at an event three weeks ago where a person from the New York Times said there was only a thousand people. And the people, the many thousands that were there, protested. I didn't even have to do it. And they wrote a slight correction. They were off by many thousands of people. That's the way it is. It's fake news, I'm telling you. So fake. But usually they don't show the arena. They just show my face. So people would say, did you have many people there? Oh, didn't you see? No, no, they've only showed your face. And we all have ego, but I don't want to show my face. I want to show the crowds. It's much prettier. And the president chided his opponents on the other side of the aisle. You ever notice they always call the other side, and they do this up, the elite. The elite. Why are they elite? I have a much better apartment than they do. I'm smarter than they are. I'm richer than they are. I became president and they didn't. When it was all over, Mac from Fridley said it was like a rock concert and that the president put it best. Well, he said it all when he said, oh, by the way, is there anything more fun than a Trump rally? You know, that got some of the biggest applause of the night. But Austin from Duluth, who was protesting at the rally, had a different perspective. He says some Trump supporters were threatening him. People just thinking they can whip me into shape and like change my view by yelling at me. So are you intimidated by that? No. They can hit me if they want. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change my mind. not going to change their mind. Trump assured the faithful before he left that he would try to visit Minnesota more often in the near future. And he teased the focus of his presidential re-election bid, a follow-up to 2016's promise to make America great again. The slogan for 2020, keep America great. Minnesota Matters will return after this. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. A decision is coming soon on whether Enbridge will be allowed to upgrade its Line 3 pipeline across northern Minnesota after this week's final round of public hearings before the Public Utilities Commission. MNN's Bill Werner has a recap. Scott, the commission heard from dozens of testifiers on both sides of this controversial issue. But we have chosen two who give a good summary. First is Michael Ahern, a spokesman for a group of major petroleum shippers 
who warned commission members that the limited capacity of the current aging Line 3 will force more and more petroleum shipments to rail carriers, which Ahern contends is not only less efficient, but also less safe. Without uh, the Line 3 replacement, uh, the rationing of capacity on the line is expected to increase. Apportionment forces shippers to find alternative, less desirable transportation methods. Uh, as to reliability, uh, system outages due to the maintenance of, of current Line 3 routinely impact the main line reliability. And if not replaced, Line 3 will require over 6,000 integrity digs over the next 15 years. Importantly, the project will also help reduce the crude by rail shipments, which add a cost of 5 to $10 a barrel uh, more to ship than by pipeline. I'd like to now touch on financial support. Um, shippers believe that their commitment to pay for this line uh, is probably the best evidence of the need for the project. The fact is that the representative shippers group uh, will in the end pay for the project. Critically, I think unlike most certificates of need that this commission deals with, there are no Minnesota captive ratepayers that will be paying. Um, on a closing note, uh, the record reflects that denying this certificate of need will not curtail Canadian crude production, as many interveners uh, would desire. Instead, the crude will be increasingly shipped by rail across Minnesota. Fundamentally, the Commission has two options before it. Restore Line 3 to its original capacity by approving a state-of-the-art replacement pipeline with its many benefits and advantages, including the jobs, the tax base, and relief from apportionment for the shippers, or deny the certificate of need and see the existing Line 3 continue to operate at half capacity, at great expense, subject to the ongoing disruption of the many integrity digs, as well as the effects of ongoing apportionment. That's Petroleum Shippers spokesman Michael Ahern speaking in favor of the Line 3 upgrade. Also addressing the commission this week, longtime Line 3 opponent Winona LaDuke, a resident of the White Earth Reservation, twice a Green Party vice presidential candidate with Ralph Nader and head of Honor the Earth. I need Nindoy Muganaduk, hello my relatives. Um, you know, I've been here for five years coming down to see you and I, in a lot of ways, represent the home team, as a lot of the people in this room do. You know, I represent the home team because I'm from Minnesota, we're the bold north as well. But besides that, I'm the home team because my people have lived here for about 8,000 years. We've got a great interest in this land and we want to see it protected for all of us, for all of the generations that are to come. We want to be the ancestors that our descendants are proud of. The fact is, is that the administrative law judge has recommended that this route should not be approved. And the Department of Commerce has repeated again today that there is no need to issue a certificate of need for this. I'm an economist by training, as many of you know. And in economic analysis, I will just tell you basically that the Canadian economy is dysfunctional. They continue on an economy that is predicated on the endless pursuit of natural resources and the destruction of it. It is a frontier economy. That is why the largest mining corporations in the world are Canadian and the tar sands pipelines are Canadian pipelines. And I do not believe that there are any more frontiers left to conquer. Half the world does not have water. Half the world does not have water and we can still drink the water in the state of Minnesota. So what I will say is that it was what others have said. If you approve this pipeline and you continue down the scorched path, it is basically the equivalent 
of saying, let us, get, let us permit 50 more coal generators in this country. And in a state that is talking about a clean energy plan, that is not a clean energy plan to permit the equivalent in CO2 emissions of 50 more coal generators. It is the time to move on. So the questions that are posed to you are often, should it be delivered by pipeline or should it be delivered by rail? And my question to you, quite frankly, is how do you want your heroin delivered? Do you want it delivered by pipeline or do you want your heroin delivered by rail? That is really the question that we are all facing because at the moment we are in, that is what the future looks like. If we continue with the addiction to increasingly destructive fossil fuels, we will destroy ourselves. We will destroy our Mother Earth. We will destroy our, our, our water. We will destroy that which is for future generations. And so it is my humble suggestion, be the state that makes the right decisions. That's Winona LaDuke. Scott? So, Bill, where do things go from here? Well, this next week, the Public Utilities Commission will debate two questions. Whether a certificate of need should be issued for Line 3. In other words, whether the upgrade is necessary in the judgment of the Commission. If they say yes, then they would presumably decide on a route for the pipeline, another controversial issue. A decision could come by the end of the week. If they give the go-ahead, expect legal challenges, and some are threatening protests, like at Standing Rock, North Dakota, where tribal members and environmentalists tried to block construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline. Thank you, Bill. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. The Minnesota Vikings announced plans this week for their first ever training camp at their new team headquarters in Egan. The camp had been in Mankato for the past 52 years, but now moving to the Twin Cities. The training camp starts July 28th. MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm sat down with Mike Wabshaw of Vikings.com to get all the inside info on what fans need to know about Egan Training Camp. We've known for a while that training camp will take place there, and this week the team made the announcement of some of the plans, and I know it's an exciting time out there. Kind of take us through yeah. what fans can expect July the 28th, the first, uh, the first day of training camp. Yeah, Mike, I mean, I, I think for fans who have always come to training camp, you know, they're going to be in a new spot, and it's going to look different, and maybe it will feel different, but I think when they get there, it's it's going to remind them a lot of Mankato. I mean, we're going to be on, on the nice days, which most of them are nice. We're going to be on really nice outdoor practice fields, which we had at Minnesota State Mankato. Um, we're just going to be a, a walkthrough. There's going to be a practice. Um, it's free to get in, just as it always has been. So I, I think the the nuts and bolts of it, you know, it's going to basically be the same. But um, you're going to get to see the brand new TCO Performance Center. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to see a 13-3 and team practicing against the Jacksonville Jaguars who were in the AFC Championship game last year. I don't know if that happens if, you know, if we're in Mankato. And, um, so you know, there are lots of exciting new elements to training camp, but I think they're going to be able to hold on to some of the old elements that made training camp so fun for so many people. Autograph zone is going to remain. Um, people can come out and sit outside and enjoy watching practice and be close to the action, just like they were in Mankato. So it's going to be different. Look, I'm from Wasika, which is just outside of Mankato. I love training camp in Mankato. Um, I enjoyed that very much. And so take it from me, as someone who's going to miss Mankato, I'm also excited about what Egan's going to be like. The um, idea, too, that 
like you say, you're from Wasika. The folks that live near Mankato and in the southern part of the state, it, it probably stings a little bit after 50-plus years. But in the grand scheme of things, more people will get to watch training camp probably than ever before with this new setup. Yeah, I mean, it's closer to more people. Right. So hopefully they come. I mean, there are lots of other things to do in the cities. So, um, But actually, that's a selling point for people outstate. Mm-hmm. Um Come to training camp. It's a full-day experience. Um, maybe you do something before or after that on that day, or maybe you stay in a hotel and go to Mall of America or go to a Twins game or go watch the Gophers practice. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, um, you're up here. There's lots of stuff to do. Um, it will be a full-day experience. Logistically, there are a few things people need to know, right? I mean, they need to get tickets in advance. Yeah. There are free yeah. tickets available, but if you want a seat, there's also a way, if you have some dough, that you can make sure you've got sure. a seat. Yeah. And, and parking as well, you need to plan ahead. T- Ten bucks to park, which was the, the deal in Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to buy a reserved parking spot uh, you know, uh, or a secured parking spot, it was 10 bucks. But entry into practice is free, but you do have to reserve your tickets ahead of time. You can do that at vikings.com and through the Vikings app. Um, but the good thing is once you download the app and you get your ticket and you reserve it, now you have the Vikings app and there's going to be tons of other great opportunities, including content that mm-hmm. we create uh, that will deliver straight to your um, to your mobile device. So, you know, I think it is a positive fan experience. I think Vikings fans are going to like it. I mean, at the end of the day, the outstate fans down in southern Minnesota, they had it great for 50 years. Yeah. They have to drive a little bit more now, but I promise them if they do it, they're going to like it. What a facility, too, taking a side. And by the way, if people want more info, it's all there, right, at Vikings.com, yep. uh, training camp info and, and right. whatever they need. I wanted to ask you a couple of things about the facility itself as it relates to you because I'm already noticing uh, some really cool new things on the web page, whether it's video content, audio mm-hmm. content, uh, new features. But what a facility uh, that you get to work in to yeah. produce this content. Yeah, it, it is. We have a state-of-the-art, first-class um, radio and television studio inside TCO Performance Center. So we're going to be able to produce great content there. We're going to be able to expand our opportunities and capabilities and do TV shows from there. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, the facility itself for the team is really nice. And surprisingly to most people, this is the first time the entire organization has been in one building. For a long time, most of us were at Winter Park. Some of them were across the street in an office building, and even other people were downtown in the ticket office in the stadium. So um, it's been a really good move, positive move for the organization to be at TCO Performance Center, and it's going to be good for the football team as well. I know that Kirk Cousins and Sheldon Richardson, our marquee free agent signings, were blown away by the facility when they visited there in free agency. They wound up never leaving and signing with us, so um, it's already paying dividends, and it's only going to continue to do so. 60 seconds, how good can this Vikings team be in 2018? Well, they were really good last year. They were one win away from the Super Bowl, and it's hard to get back to that level. But the roster comes back. Plus, you've added, I think you've upgraded at quarterback. You've upgraded at three technique. So this team should be pretty good. Now, the Green Bay Packers are going to be good as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back and playing. And um, so whenever he's on the other side, you got a big challenge. I think it's it's probably going to come down to the Vikings and Packers, most likely. But I think the NFC is loaded mm. this year. Uh, the Rams have done a lot of things to get better. Of course, you have the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles. The Cowboys probably will have something to say uh, about things before it's all said and done. I love what the New York Giants have done with Pat Shermer. And then the NFC South, every team is good in that division. So NFC is loaded. A big reason, though, why the NFC is so good is because the Vikings are in it. The Vikings may be the best team. Yeah, Vikings.com for all the great stuff. Mike, we appreciate it. Thank My you. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. That's Mike Grimm with Mike Wabshaw from Vikings.com. Minnesota Matters will return after this.
Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. The State Fair this week released their list of new foods for 2018. MN's Tasha Rado previews. That's right, Scott. And my mouth is already watering, and you can bet I'll be eating my way through the fair this year. Joining me now is Danielle Doolinger, spokeswoman for the Minnesota State Fair. Danielle, can you outline some of this year's new foods? So I have to tell you, this, out of all my five fairs, has been my favorite new foods list so far. We have 27 brand new foods and five new food vendors, and they truly run the gamut. There's something sweet, there's something savory, everything in between. Uh, There's gluten-free, there's vegan options, there's a couple deep-fried options for those of you who love deep-fried as well. So we really have just an awesome list that we've pulled together this year for our fair guests. And, you know, you kind of hit on it a little bit, um, whether you're craving something sweet or more, I guess, of kind of like uh, having an old-fashioned hearty meal, uh, you guys seem to cover it all. Yeah, yeah. And so this year, one of my favorite ones that I'm looking forward to, maybe a lighter option, um, kind of one of those snacks, and it is also savory, so it's fr- they're called the Earth Wings. It's fresh cauliflower pieces dipped in a seasoned batter, deep fried and smothered in organic sesame barbecue sauce. And that is the vegan and gluten-free option. And you can find that at French Meadow Bakery and Cafe. If you're looking for more of a sweet option, something that's really cool this year, and check out the photos at mnstatefair.org. Um, but it's the Rainbow Cloud Roll, and you can find it at Rainbow Ice Cream in the Grandstand. It's three scoops of ice cream sprinkled with fruity cereal wrapped in a pillow of cotton candy. It's hand-rolled on-site, and then the ice cream choices include Superman, vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. First of all, it's just beautiful. Second of all, I think it's going to be super tasty. And, you know, for folks that like to get out to the fair right away early in the morning, there's breakfast options as well. Certainly. So we do have a brand new vendor this year. It's called Nordic Waffles, and they are located at West End Market. So what it is, it's fresh-made waffle wraps, and we have them in seven varieties. And one of those varieties is all-day breakfast. So it's that waffle wrap with egg, bacon, and cheddar. And then you can stop there throughout the day because they have an option like s'more and vegetarian Viking and turkey chipotle club. So we're really excited to have them uh, located at West End Market this year. And another thing too, Danielle, obviously a lot of our favorite foods, those like traditionals, the footlongs and those things are, of course, are still going to be there this year. Oh, certainly. So we do have in total nearly 500 foods available at 300 different concession locations throughout the fairgrounds. And if you're a fan of this like I am, we still have 80 plus foods on a stick, which is really what the Minnesota State Fair is known for. 
Well, lots of good information. Anything else you wanted to bring us up to speed when it uh, comes to planning the great Minnesota get-together? Of course. Well, as you know, the Minnesota State Fair does run August 23rd to September 3rd, and tickets are on sale now for $11, and you can purchase those now through August 22nd. Check out mnstatefair.org for locations, because you can buy those in the Twin Cities as well as in greater Minnesota and Hudson, Wisconsin. Thanks again to my guest, Daniel Doolinger, spokeswoman for the Minnesota State Fair. Before I turn it back to Scott, I caught up with a couple of my co-workers to ask them what was on their list of new foods to try. Joining me now is MNN Sports Director Mike Graham. First of all, I think they all look good, but I've picked out a handful, three of them. Went breakfast food, Tasha, bananas foster French toast. I know you can probably get that at Perkins, but I think it makes <laughs> for a good state fair treat as well, so I'll find that. The firecracker shrimp stuff avocado has me intrigued. I'm going to find that concession stand for sure. I like avocados and shrimp. And you throw a firecracker in, who wouldn't want that? And the last one is the Irish tater kegs. Jumbo, tater tots, and all kinds of stuff thrown in. And, and it, it sounds kind of like a Reuben. They've got corned beef, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, sour cream, uh, drizzled in some Thousand Islands. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in on that one, too. Okay, I have to ask you, are you going to make multiple trips to the fair to eat all of those, or are you just going to do it in one day? Well, I'll make multiple trips, yes, but I'll probably eat all of those on all those trips as well. <laughs> I love. I, I go a lot. I'll probably go three or four times. All right, and then before I bring um, MNN reporter J.W. Cox in, I have to confront you on something. What is an avocado? That's how we say it where I'm from. All right, well, if I do believe J.W. has strong roots to California, where they're probably grown, and and we're going to ask him. J.W., before I ask you your top foods, is it avocado or avocado? I mean, it's tough to go against anything Grim says, but I'd go with avocado if we're out there on the West Coast. So, I mean, that's what we'd go with. Winning! Mike, you're wrong. All right, JW, want to visit with you a little bit. Uh, you looked at the new food list. Your top choices. First off, give me half a day and I'll just eat my way through the whole list. But if I really have to narrow it down, I'm going to go with one savory and then kind of a drink item. The savory, the up north puff, and we can go pronunciation again. I'd say pasty, pasty, whatever it is. It's a puff filled with cheese curds. It's all I need to know. And that hooked me right there. So the up north puff pasty. And then wash it down with a honey cream soda float. What is that? Well, honey cream soda over honey ice cream, all made without added sugar. Been on a no added sugar kick over the last six months or so. So that's right there. All the sweet I need, no added sugar. I'm in for the And, you, and you're going to even buy one for the honey, right? Exactly, right? We'd share all of this, I'm sure. That helps with the half day. My other half could help me eat through the list too. All right. And any other favorites? Uh, the waffle sticks, I mean, Grim picked a, a breakfast, so I'd have to, if we're going to go there early, I'd have to get the waffle sticks, which also brings in the savory because there's pepperoni. So I just got to figure out what that's like. And I have to ask you, are you going to make multiple trips to the fair? I'd have to, I would think. I've never been to this point to the state fair seven years in Minnesota. But what? But a two-year-old, so she'll have to get there. With what? Me. Yeah. Why? Well, it just never has worked out with the summer schedule. Wow. And you know what? We have one of the, I can honestly say this, one of the best state fairs uh, out there, if not the best. So I, I've heard, and my wife has told me that, Minnesota uh, born and bred. So All right. Well, we're going to bring you back and get a review after your uh, first a visit to the state fair. If Thank you. If you fit in the studio. Thanks, guys. Back to you, Scott. Thank you, Tasha. I think you've sufficiently made me and everybody listening hungry and eager for the State Fair this year. 
That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this MNN station.